Hi, and we're back with uh, episode three of the Every Geek Podcast. Um, I'm kind of freaking out, guys. Uh, this is the first time I have ever used the complete and total power that is my new studio. I've literally got a camera here, a camera here, a mic here, a mic there. Of course, if you're not watching the live on Facebook, you can't see any of that. So, you know, whatever. Um, if you don't know about the live, if you're listening to this on um, iTunes or if you're listening to it on Anchor or Google Play, um, every, let's see, Sunday night at 10.30, I do the Every Geek podcast. So, you can watch it live. I do notice that there's a bit of a lag. It's kind of weird. Watching myself on multiple screens. So, um, Creepy. All right, let's just get into this, okay? I actually took notes. This is a real podcast, not your normal live, right? Um, we we uh, This is episode three. Hey, Will Mitchell. It's called The Origin Story. Will Mitchell is listening on the Facebook Live. He is also a huge comic book geek, and he might actually understand what is important about an origin story. Dun, 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 dun. So I was born a mild-mannered child, Glendora, California. That's not true. I'm actually from San Antonio. I was born in the 70s. Yep, I ain't going to go totally specific on that. I'm old enough. You don't need to worry about it. I moved to California at a very young age. Grew up in a town called Glendora, which has uh, just the notoriety of being the third worst air quality in the entire world because of... It's in a valley, and it gets all of the smog from L.A., um, and is one of the 13 richest cities in the United States. So, yeah, I had a pretty good life. It was nice. I went to private schools all the way through high school. Studied uh, lit, English lit, Shakespearean lit, specifically with a minor in art at a liberal arts Ivy League school called University of Laverne in Laverne, California. Graduated. And then proceeded to just completely screw up everything that I could possibly get my hands on until I realized that most of my friends were disappearing. And I don't mean going away. They were just, I mean, well, they were going away, some of them, anyway. And I realized that maybe I wasn't cut out to be a teacher because I sucked at it. Yeah, L.A. is the hizzy. I used to hang out in L.A. constantly. We used to go cruise the Rampart District at like 2 in the morning. Isn't that crazy? Anyways, um, so I went back in 1988. Um, I actually started working at my very first hotel, the Hay Penny Inn in Pomona, California. And uh, they don't exist anymore. Thank you, Jesus, because it was a dump. Talk about a no-tell motel. This is like crackhead city. It was horrible. I mean, um, I, I won't even tell you. I, I First week, found a dead body. And I didn't quit. So anyway. So fast forward a few years. I've been screwing around. I taught for a semester. Found out I didn't like it. Um, I then went and did some editing on government manuscripts for a, uh, a company that did environmental consulting. And turns out that's really boring. Uh, married twice during that period and divorced. And then I decided, hey, why don't I go work at a hotel again? Because, well... I had been doing that for years with success. Met my wife, Susanna, 
1999, right before New Year's. How's that for cool? We didn't spend New Year's together, but we were together almost every day after that. Uh, we actually got married in 2003 on March 5th, and uh, we've been together ever since. Had our first child and only child together in uh, February of 2001, my beautiful daughter Juliet, but we have a blended family of four. Um, I was a double divorcee. She was a widow. It was a match made in heaven, and the entire time I kept working in hotels. Flash forward even further, I got the highest designation in our industry, the Certified Hospitality Administrator title. Became a regional for Best Western International with 50 hotels under me and traveled the United States, not the world. It wasn't that cool a job. Uh, my mom passed away. I had some health problems. I was dying. Changed my life. Started eating healthy. Started my own company that managed hotels. Hi, Pam. And um, that brought me pretty close to where I am now. Uh, eventually uh, lost that company, started working again. I am now managing a hotel as a general manager again, which is okay. I don't mind. I have a beautiful courtyard by Marriott in Amarillo, Texas with an okay staff. But during that whole travel period, I decided I wanted more. I'm a workaholic. Um, I'm usually up till 1 in the morning, and I'm um, usually doing some sort of work. If I'm not doing work about for the hotel, I'm working on one of the many podcasts I've hosted, or else I'm working on my network marketing uh, career. Thank you, Dennis. Welcome. Uh, so, when I was traveling uh, 200 days a year for Best Western, I wasn't home. I didn't get to spend a lot of time with my kids or my or my wife. I'm not a heavy drinker. You know, I don't go out and party. I don't do clubs. Um, I play video games. And so I would do that. And then I realized that, well, actually a friend of mine realized that it might be fun to um, entertain myself by being a DJ on an internet radio station called Bounce Radio. So I had um, three shows on Bounce Radio. I had an 80s retro show for two hours a week for four hours a week i had a show i'm sorry uh two hours a week hey mindy uh for two hours a week i had a show called uh the leftovers that i did with my high school punk buddy brian where we did um live indie music where we would interview the artists and they'd play music for us and then finally i did um a little bitty uh, two-hour show in the middle of the night when no one else wanted a slot and we would have just been playing, um, like, pre-recorded stuff. I did a show called, hey, Leah, uh, All Things Geek. And that actually became the number one rated show uh, in that time slot. Still doesn't mean much. I mean, nobody else was awake. But that went on for a couple of years until John Schultz decided he was getting rid of the radio show, radio station, and... I decided I didn't really want to do it anymore anyway because it was too hard to hit the, uh, we, we had to be on at the specific time the show started and I traveled a lot so sometimes I broadcast from really weird and creepy places. So I decided at that point, and this was about seven, eight years ago, 
that I was going to do a podcast. So for the next six or seven years, I had the All Things Geek Network of podcasts, which I mentioned before, that included um, some television show specific podcasts like the King Cast for the TV show Kings, the Cape Cast for the TV show The Cape. And I was really creative with the names. We did Vamungist for the V podcast, uh, the, the V television series remake, which we are actually the number one rated V podcast in the world. And I got to ma- meet uh, uh, Jace Hall, the executive producer in Vegas. That was kind of cool. Um, and also, um, All Things Geek got me some notoriety, and I got picked up by Sony Online Entertainment to be a member of their community council, which basically means they they sent me to Vegas once a year for a week to talk about my opinions about video games, and I played all my games for free. So everything was kicking butt. It actually led to me starting my own management company, too, uh, which was primarily consulting and social media marketing for hotels. Uh, consulting, and some property management, both interim and long-term. And my life was going great. And then my mom died, and I got sick, and I... Well, that was after my mom died, but I got sick, and my life kind of spun out of control, and I screwed up, and I backtracked, and I, I dropped all of the things that were making me um, happy, and I started working 9 to 5 again, like most of you do. And that brings us to today, the Every Geek Podcast, Episode 3. That's the origin story. That's who I am. That's why I'm here. Because I don't want to work 9 to 5 ever again. Yes, Mindy, I got to go to Vegas to play video games. I was in tournaments. I played from home, but once a year they sent us for a week and they... They had to sit with the developers and tell them what we thought of the game. So that was kind of cool. Matter of fact, some of the people that might be listening now um, and are uh, fans on my feed or, or uh, some of the people that were also in that community council. Of course, Sony sold jackasses. Anyway, so I'm doing a 9 to 5 again. Like after I had semi-retired and like had a great life living at home and getting paid to do something I love. And now I want to do it again. So that's what the Every Geek podcast is about well there's an old name tony walker man remember we used to get drunk at the frat parties way back in the 80s yeah that dude was crazy and the funny thing is is he's still crazy but now he's crazy protective over his gorgeous daughter yeah how's that for irony tony walker Edmundo, welcome all right so if you haven't noticed podcast denizens you can watch this live sunday nights at 10 30 um, we do it live on the Facebook. You can find me on facebook.com slash jamesbennett70. And we just finished our origin episode. So now we're going on to the really cool crap, which is we're going to talk about the new Netflix show Lost in Space. So in case you didn't know, the original television show Lost in Space was uh, developed by CBS Um So this is a reboot, right? So um, Lost in Space was a show in the 60s. And then it was reboot once as a movie. Uh, I got to say that was around 2010 with uh, Joey Tribbiani from Friends. The hell is that guy's real name? I don't know. He's Joey. And I thought that was pretty good. But uh, it didn't really do too well. So... Um, you know, I loved the original Lost in Space. 
Uh, it ended in 1968. Uh, I think it only went for about three seasons. And I was actually in my hotel lobby talking to a guest about that movie. And I, and I want to say the reason was was his last name. His last name was evocative of another 80s TV show. I couldn't for the life of me tell, tell you who he was now. But uh, we started talking about 80s movies, trying to out-geek each other. I do that a lot. You know, I usually win. Yeah, the movie is totally underrated, you know? I mean, it was... God, that could have been such a badass relaunch. But, I mean, I think it just came out at the wrong time. Anyway, when I found out that there was going to be a reboot on Netflix, well, here's the thing. You know what Netflix has over most of the networks? Backing. Right? The show's paid for. You know, if Netflix orders a season, the season's done before anyone ever sees it. It's paid for. It's filmed. It's in the can. You can binge watch the whole season. And it doesn't matter how bad episode one does. Episode two's already up. It's gonna get aired. How many times have we seen this great concept on ABC, which I like to call Already Been Cancelled? And you see episode one and you're like, yeah, but... It was the same day as some big football game or some other ridiculous piece of crap. Nobody sees it, and it goes away. You don't have to worry about that on Netflix. The whole season's done. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've watched two episodes. I freaking love it. I do, however, have to pose some questions. All right? So you ready? I don't know if you watched it. I don't know if you didn't. But here are the questions. First off, oh, how cool is it that Parker Posey plays Dr. Smith? And by the way, did that confirm to anyone else, anyone else at all, I all, I know that the original Dr. Smith, played by Jonathan Harris, was a saboteur, right? So he was meant to um, stop the launch or, or destroy the um, Rob, Robinsons in space. I don't remember really what he was supposed to be doing, but here's the thing. He never really seemed to know very much, you know? He was always seemed to be on the spot. So when I was a kid, I was always thinking there was even more fishy about Dr. Smith. And now that we know that Parker Posey is a compulsive liar and an opportunist, it is not even Dr. Z. Smith just took his jacket to get on a um, a ship. Oh, God, I almost forgot. <laughs> this is horrible. You see what happens when you haven't done this for a while? Let's see here. I might... There you go. Spoiler alert. Listen, <laughs> I've only watched two episodes, but I'm going to talk about them. So if you don't want to know, turn it off right now, or at least go away for five minutes. All right. So look, Parker Posey plays Dr. Smith, but she's not really Dr. Smith. As a matter of fact, I have no idea who she is because she looks to me like she might be some sort of a patient. She's definitely not a colonist. We're on this big colony ship. There's an emergency going on. But she doesn't have a wristband. It opens one of the uh, Jupiter's escape pods or colony pods or whatever the hell it is. Uh, what I assume is the Jupiters are their new habitats when they get to their planet. Uh, she's not um, one of the engineering people who also don't have a bracelet but have uniforms. And the doctor is definitely either crew or crew and passenger 
But when he gets hurt, she takes his jacket and his identity to stow away on his Jupiter. His Jupiter. Look at my hair. It sucks. Dude, what's up? Anyway, long day. So, Parker Posey, definitely an imposter. I think that talks back to the 60s version. I think he was an imposter, too. Next question. Besides, what the hell is Parker Posey's character? Is she some type of psychopath? And if so, why is she on a colony ship? All right. The next thing is, is this a post-apocalyptic show or not? Here's why I said that. My very first, my very first thought was, they talk about this Christmas star comet that's going to hit the Earth, that it's a world killer, right? That was my first thought. However, if you watch the next couple flashbacks where Penny shopping and duty shopping and they're wearing like respirators and the clouds look like pretty damn nasty dude I think the reason that we're colonizing other planets is totally totally that we jacked up the earth so is this a post apocalyptic or is this one of those um, like uh, warning pieces you know like a, a disguised environmental cry that's what I want to know. So, is the Earth done? Has it been destroyed? Or is the Earth on its way to be destroyed? Um, if it wasn't for the whole um, husband-wife split-up thing, I would think that it was uh, post-apocalyptic. But that leads me to believe that she was planning to leave with Adam, so the Earth is still livable. She just doesn't want to live on Earth with him. So, and then, how did they get meet up, right? I mean... He's obviously some sort of, like, Delta Recon dude. So uh, how would they let him go? What's going on? Something's going on. Uh, other characters. All right, so I don't remember her name, but unconscious crew chick in a spacesuit gets carried around by uh, Don West, who is not a major. He seems to be some engineer or maybe even janitor. But he saves her. She hasn't said a word. She's been unconscious. So, does that mean we're going to see a larger ensemble cast a la um, Stargate Universe? I, I would love to see that. Well, are we going to see more than one Jupiter? Are we going to see, I, I don't know, are we going to spend time on this planet? Or are they going to go into space? Obviously, they're in a different galaxy than they started. They don't know how they got there. I think it might be problematic to think that they could find their way home. So, are they going to try and colonize? They are colonists. We'll find out. And then, here's the other thing. What about Robot? Okay, which, by the way, in the original was called Robot. So, is Robot AI? Is he a sentient being? Or is he a tool? We know that he's the reason for the emergency. Spoiler. <laughs> Too late. But we don't know if he is a thinking thing that got some sort of, like, brain damage and is now, like, a really high-functioning dog. Or if he's still a person and regrets his snap decision that humans were cockroaches. I don't know. We'll find out. But that's what I think. Netflix, Lost in Space, 10 episodes. I've watched two. I was going to binge watch this weekend, but work got in the way. By the way, by the way, I had a really good work. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. Sometimes it's really cool. When the boss shows up unexpectedly. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. Made my day. Alright, so that's it. My next topic is three topics. Keto as fuck. 
Can I say that on Facebook? Keto AF. Hashtag. Keto AF. Patent pending. Alright, so look, dude, ketogenic lifestyle is very simple. Um, you, For maintenance, you consume less than 100 carbs a day. For weight loss, you consume less than 25. Um, it keeps you in ketosis. Ketosis is fat burning instead of sugar burning. It lasts longer, gives you more energy. Your brain functions at a higher level. And you don't gain fat. You actually lose excess fat from your body, and it puts you at that um, Goldilocks weight, you know, that perfect weight. Um, I've been doing it since January 17th. I did it like 10 years ago, and it sucked so bad. Uh, the reason is, is it takes your body up to two to weeks to four weeks to get into ketosis. And if you, like, fart in the wrong direction... Um, you're not monetizing, say what you want. Oh, yeah, thanks, Dennis. Okay, good advice. Um, so if you fart in the wrong direction and, like, or if somebody, like, near you has a puff pastry and the wind just whiffs it by your nose, you're freaking out of ketosis. But I am doing what's called lazy ketosis, which means that every now and then I fall off the wagon. Like, I totally had three brownies last night, dude, serious. I still lost 20 pounds. And... Three inches now off my waist. And here's why. I got a hack. Are you ready for this? My wife, like, kicked me so hard after yesterday's live for not mentioning the hack. She's a distributor for this company called Prove It. It has a product called Keto OS. And they're bio-identical external ketones. So I drink a drink in the morning. And an hour later, whether I'm in good or not, I'm in ketosis. Now, I have to maintain ketosis for it to have any benefit. But it gets me back there. So, like... Yesterday I had three brownies. In the morning I drank. I'm in ketosis. I was good all day today. Actually, I've been having a really crappy, crappy time knowing that I can cheat like that and sticking with it. I mean, I usually go five or six days and, and then I cheat. i got to stop doing that, man, because I'm seeing such good results. Matter of fact, Marie, Marie Spaulding, you might be out there listening. Marie Spaulding. She just got a trial pack for five days. I guarantee you she's going to lose at least five pounds in an inch. It's amazing. Ketosis is amazing. So I should stop cheating, right? Matter of fact, I'm going to try and have a get-together here. I'm going to release down below um, in the comments my second. This is for Lisa Fawcett and anyone else that's interested. If you're interested, drop a number two below for my second uh, low-carb keto recipe. This one, are you ready? You ready? It's really as good as it sounds. It's taco soup. All right? Taco soup. I totally made this. Actually, Susan made it. Let me not lie. Susanna made this, right? But she made it, and we ate it, and I had enough leftovers for five freaking days of lunches. I froze them in Ziplocs. I took them to work. I heated them up. Taco soup. As a matter of fact, it makes me want to not eat tacos with a tortilla ever again. I'm not even lying. This is good stuff. So... Um, I'll drop that down below if you're interested. By the way, a good friend of mine who's not listening because he's a chode, um, <laughs> Thomas Fry. Uh, it's his birthday, May 5th. You might ask him. He worked for me at various times at different hotels. And May 5th, years ago, let's see if he's around. I fired him on his birthday. Boom. Yeah, I'm that guy. And we're still, like, best friends. Well, I mean, you know, he hasn't poisoned me or anything. So, 
Thomas, your birthday, May 5th. I want to invite you, your beautiful wife. I'm going to bring uh, Danielle, my assistant, in. You haven't met her yet. And uh, Christy Dawn, if you're listening, I want you to. We're going to make taco soup. And then we can. you guys can let everyone know on the Facebook. The Facebook. That's what my daughter calls it because I'm old. She says, are you on the Facebook, Dad? Um, whether or not they you like it. Those are my, that's my little keto tribe locally. Some of them anyway. Um, but, and also welcome Marie Spalding. Uh, I've got a note that says welcome Marie Spalding. I totally forgot to say welcome. Hey Marie. Okay. And and that's it. I've got one, two, three topics, origin, Netflix, keto as fuck. That's it. That's really it. Um, I did reach out to the local author, um, Rachel Guana writer of this wonderful book the thinking log which i've only barely started but i haven't heard back from her if you're listening or if you happen to hear about this i would totally love to have you on the podcast you don't have to be here in the studio uh you can do it by phone uh corby lynn rodriguez who is a local amarillo photographer who i think rocks socks i've known her for a long time She's going to do a photo shoot for me, um, both new headshots for my various enterprises, as well as, are you ready for this, my after pictures for two weeks from now. That's my deadline to lose another 20 pounds. I'll be down to my ultimate weight. I can't cheat, guys. I got two weeks, right? I'm, I'm, I'm paying money for pictures. I can't screw this up. Uh, let's see. What else? So, by the way, I'll have a link to her stuff down below. She's amazing. Um, Nicole Mejias, I don't know if you're listening, but you jumped on the live yesterday, said you wanted to talk about comic books. Turns out she's an editor of an independent comic book that I'm going to start reading tonight. I'll let you guys know about that on the next episode, next Sunday. And then finally, Leisha Bruner, my number one fan. I hope she's hanging out. Um, we're going to talk, and this will be in next episode, next Sunday. We're going to talk about um, an ailment she's afflicted with known as spinal bifida. I, I really don't know much about it other than I know it's, it's, it's uh, a painful, difficult um, way to go through life. And, and so, you know, my thoughts, my prayers, all my good feelings. You were so cool. You were such a cool lady. I, I, if I could do something, I would. But you know what we can do? is we can educate people, we can talk about it next Sunday. So um, that's my formal invitation. And then finally, I want to know if you want a segmented podcast. For example, like maybe on Mondays, I'll do an archive, I'll upload an archive episode of All Things Geek, and then Tuesday maybe we'll do Vamungus, and then Wednesday we'll spin the wheel and do something else. And maybe on Thursdays I'll do a quick um, hotel cast. Uh, I, I don't know if there's any interest. I know that hoteliers love to hear about these crazy stories. Honestly, you will not believe most of them. But do travelers want to know what goes on behind the scenes? By the way, did I tell you that when I had my uh, Social Hotel Guy podcast and Next Gen Hospitality podcast, I actually interviewed Anthony Melchiori of Hotel Impossible on his first year before he hit it big. That show, by the way, now canceled. So I guess, um, Anthony, I, I outlasted you. Yeah, he's not listening. He, he'll probably never. Anyway, so yeah, so let me know. I've got an email address. It's everygeek2018 at gmail.com. 
every geek <laughs> you're awesome too thanks Lisa. Uh, every geek 2018 at gmail.com let me know if you would like to have on the podcast feed multiple releases a week or if you want to do just Sundays Dennis Chappelle is say, saying he could tell me some stories Dennis Chappelle I would love to hear your stories let's talk let's talk off the podcast Drop me a three if you got any value out of this, please, if you're on the live. Please share it. Feel free to jump onto iTunes or anchor.fm and subscribe to the podcast. I really want to see my numbers go up, but I'll tell you what, dude, I'm going to do this whether you're listening or not. I could have zero listeners. I'm going to talk my heart out. Why? Because I should have never stopped, and I love it. And this is what I want to do. I want to talk to you guys. I want to know what you want to hear about. Right? We've got comic books, pro photography, and spinal bifida. All came from you guys. So you tell me what you want this to be about. I geek out about everything. I'll geek about out about your stuff too. All right. That's it. That's all I got. I took five minutes more of your time than I wanted to. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me on a Sunday evening. The podcast should be up shortly. Um, the live's up now. Peace. I'm out.